What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. Before we get started, please like, comment, subscribe. As always, make sure you guys follow all our socials linked down below. Uh, make sure audio listeners, make sure you guys download it, rate and review it on whatever platform you guys use. Before we continue, though, just a couple of uh, an, uh, well, announcements in a way. First off, uh, our guest podcast with Jasmine Mender, uh, assistant coach of the Canadian Women's National Team, senior Canadian Women's National Team, is out. So make sure you guys go check that out, see her story, share some funny stories of her trash talking, uh, how she felt like when she won gold, all the way to what it felt like when they didn't do well in the World Cup. So I'm not going to explain too much. It was a, it was fun. So, you know, we'll try to bring her on again. Uh, second one, massive shout out uh, to a guest we've had on a couple of times on the podcast, Peter Galindo. He's officially a performance analyst for Toronto FC. He's putting his media days, at least on right now, on hold. So you will not see Peter Galindo back on to talk some soccer with us. Um, maybe sometimes down the line we will bring him on just to share his journey. But congrats, Peter. Congrats, well Peter. Well deserved. Um, uh, well, except, for, okay, you are on Toronto FC, so yeah. good luck. Hope everything goes well, except when you play the Whitecaps. I mean, by heart, like you are a Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> by heart, you are from here. <laughs> yeah, but no, it makes sense for Peter. John Herdman, he was under his coaching staff in... Um, for Canada soccer so now he got the full-time gig with Toronto FC because everybody knows club soccer weekly essentially and it goes all the way till like October so yeah huge shout out to uh, I guess you could say a friend of ours now <laughs> Peter yeah. Galindo uh, without a further ado let's just get right into it NFL heavy NFL big podcast episode for you guys today let's just start off with the biggest upset with the playoffs wild card weekend super wild card weekend finished and I made my opinion the biggest upset is the Cowboys losing to the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers become the first ever seven seed to win a playoff game. The oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. So <laughs> Cowboys made history again by um, choking. Yeah. But no, this year we'll start off with the Packers just because I feel like the Cowboys talk will be a lot more because of how bad they were. Packers, as simple as this, they were able to run the ball, right? I mentioned that last time. They need to run the ball. Aaron Jones, been on the heater, is continuing that form with three touchdowns again. And we all know the main man, Jordan Love. Like, what? Like you can't, on your playoff de- debut, him and what CJ Stroud did, you can't have a better performance. You genuinely cannot. I, like, for me, Jordan Love's performance was better than CJ Stroud's only because he was up and down during the regular season. CJ was still consistent. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about, like, stats, yeah, performance. Yeah. You can't have a better oh, performance sure. as a debut. Yeah, for both of them, for sure. We'll get into CJ Stroud Yeah, no, but I'm on. just saying, I have to mention both of them, yeah. Uh, Jordan Love, though, yeah. Uh, Packers always find a way. Bart Starr, Brett Favre, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and now Jordan Love. So this is their fourth QB. Essentially, they they right now it looks like they found him right. In hindsight, that was a right pick, I guess. But it's a similar story to Aaron Rodgers. They, they did the same thing every, again, right? Like yeah. they drafted Aaron Rodgers late in the first round, right? Um, sat him, sat for, him for like a couple of years. You're seeing Aaron Rodgers is watching a Hall of Fame quarterback and his team play good football for three years. Yeah, Jordan Love did the same thing. Yeah, and maybe it, it rubs off the in right way. In years' time, we'll all probably argue what the hell they're doing again. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Green Bay Packers. Genuinely, I was surprised. What a lot of this is on Dallas. I'm not saying take, don't take away anything on on Green Bay. They deserve every all the credit in the world. But the the story is more Dallas, in my opinion, um, be just because. Yeah. Uh, so to finish off the Green Bay talk, yeah, uh, Jordan Love balled out like 
you know, he needed to ball out. He Offense balled out in general, uh, right? Uh, Lafleur, great play, play calling, trusted him, made a, uh, you know, let him make adjustments if he needed to, because there were guys that were wide open. Bro, that throw, Dallas Cowboys zero blitz, guy in Jordan Love's face, just drops a dime to Wicks for a touchdown. Yeah, like that's crazy. Romeo Dobbs had a great. Romeo game. Dobbs, obviously Christian Watson. This team is the youngest team in the NFL. Yeah, and they're in the divisional round of the playoffs. One cause for concern for Green Bay. Your defense needs to pick it up, <laughs> especially if you're playing on the high power. Okay, so here's the thing: the, the score was closer than it was. Oh yeah, for sure, right? It was twenty-seven nothing at one point. They got lucky, got twenty-seven-seven because yeah. it was uh, they got bail, uh, Dallas got bailed out by I think it was a holding call or whatever it was, illegal contact. Um, so because of that, it was twenty-seven-seven going into half, and but the score wasn't it was much closer than it was, right? Like at the end of the day, if, if someone is just a casual fan or just like they just randomly saw, they're like, oh, the Cowboys didn't do that bad. Like yeah, it's an upset they lost, but and then if you look at Dak's number, let's talk about the Cowboys now. Dak's numbers were heavily right? inflated because of the <laughs> second half, right? Because if you look at his um, look at his um stats, he had. 403 yards, three TDs, yeah, two interceptions, 41 for 60. To a normal person, that's a great day. But you, you, this is where you stat watch watching is not... You did not watch the game. Yeah, you, <laughs> this is where stat watching hurts you because, you, yeah, like Jovan said, you didn't watch the game. Because in the first half, he had like 43 passing yards. Uh, I think it was like four for something. And yeah, he had two picks, uh, pick six. Now, a questionable holding call on Jair Alexander, but whatever, he still threw it in danger. You got picked off. That one, that one, I just give credit to Jair for making a play. Yeah. Right? That was credit. Credit to a pick good six there. So That's not a pick six. No, the, no. The sorry. Second the second one was yeah. a pick six. And then from there, you couldn't find your completions. You and C.D. Lamb were like one of the best duos in the league this year. It looked like you guys never played football together. You guys are arguing on the sidelines. So it, it made no sense like how you guys were this good. And I did say in the preview uh, of this game on last episode that like if Dallas doesn't win... Or go far, let alone win this game. Just doesn't go far. They're screwed for next year because, yeah, we're gonna talk about Philly later on. But Philly obviously got upset. But I don't expect Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, their owner, to stay pat because they've done it before. They fired Doug Peterson. They have uh, changed staffs before. And look, they made it the Super Bowl last year. I expect the same changes from them. San Francisco's not going anywhere. Detroit's on the come up. We might have we might have a surprise team like we always do, like last year with the Giants. This year with the Packers. Who knows, right? But, uh, and then teams like Minnesota, teams like from the NFC South might improve. Seattle might come the back. The Rams were supposed to rebuild. Yeah. They did this. The Packers were supposed to, youngest team in the NFL, they beat you, right? It, NFC, yes, we've been shitting on it you know, the last couple of years because it has been shit. It has only been like three teams yeah. that you could consider. But next year and the year after, it's not going to be like that anymore. You're, you're screwed because, like I said, all these teams are going to get better. No, And... Uh, We'll, we'll talk about the coaching and Dak in a second, but going back to the game, defensively was the more shocking part to me. I was about to bring that up, yeah. Normally, this defense is killing it. Even in the playoffs, they were fine last year. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, they crazy. were good. There's a reason why Dan Quinn was getting jobs, uh, or sorry, job interviews or requests for interviews and stuff like that, whether he had accepted it or not. Um, you got outran on. You missed tackles. You, uh, um, yeah. Like you, you, you guys were not good defensively and that is the most surprising part to me yeah right like offensively i could see why you guys struggle because and we'll talk about that in a you second. guys are choke artists right yeah. like you when you come choke artists you struggle on the offensive side but defensively when you're being one of the best in the nfl and you just got absolutely cooked players were wide open um i never seen gilmore get cooked 
and I just saw him got cooked that game. You were well. you were home, so there's no excuse there. You were playing in an inferior inferior team compared to what you played against uh, to other teams potentially played. So there's no excuse to saying, oh yeah, we we played a much better team, like whatever. You were gonna you were supposed to win this game. And yeah, on the defensive side, Dan Quinn will get in the coaching later on as well. But this hurts his coaching um, chances in a way. Like, yeah, I don't blame him for one game in terms of to hurt us completely. But Dan Quinn's also the guy who lost in the Super Bowl leading 28-3. He's the guy, not his fault, that was lost one of the Super Bowls with the Seahawks. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong that he was part of that. I don't, I'm not sure if he was part of that Patriots stuff. Um, sorry, the Patriots lost Super Bowl when he was on the Seahawks DC. Obviously, credit to him when he he was a DC for the Legion of Boom when they beat the Broncos. But the key thing is you choked in the playoffs and you couldn't get back ever since. Kyle Shanahan left at that point when he was in Atlanta, so you ended up losing your job anyways. You made your name back up defensively because you were a you made Dallas a monster, right? Because yeah, defensively this Dallas struggled uh, until you got there. That is cr- the uh, the thing is this. Um, Yes, obviously, it's going to be a little bit of knock on Dan Quinn, for sure. But I don't think it's going to hurt him. The job he's done has been incredible. and uh, I think it might, because like Seattle was one of the teams that he was supposed to be a favorite for. He didn't even request an interview for him, because all those missed tackles and all the, the run game. Well, that yeah, Seattle missed tackles on his fault. Yeah, the he's Seat- not going to tackle for True, you. but like I'm just saying, the Seattle run defense was horrible. This game showed that again, so I don't know what his game planning was. So we'll see. We'll talk about that in a second. But That's let's flip thing. over to Mike, Mike McCarthy, and then we'll talk about Dak. Mike McCarthy, fired. I had to give him... Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, he, he deserves to be fired now. I had to give him credit during the season because I was like, okay, I don't trust your play calling. You know, you. I don't. Th- I think Kellen Moore was made the scapegoat, and now it doesn't help that Kellen Moore's playoff resume with the Dallas Cowboys ended the way it did the last two years. And the Chargers, yeah, I blame more on the defense, but he still didn't help himself there either but so that being said and i thought the giants would have surpassed you i was wrong regular season you guys dominated right but how is it year after year come playoff time you have that you first of all you have bad clock management in general during the regular season that's a knock on you your second problem is two years in a row you find a way to lose in the weirdest way possible right and you blamed kellen moore for that okay you got rid of him the team was not prepared from offense that which is your specialty to defense, which you still overlook in a way. Yeah. The team was not prepared at all. They weren't. They're not prepared at all. You got players arguing, like I said, CD Lamb and Dak Prescott were the best duo, one of the best wide receiver QB duels in the league, and somehow they did not know how to play. Right? It's not like Green Bay's defense is like crazy, like anything insane. That is their biggest issue so, right now. So, because of that, Mike McCarthy's got to go because not even just that, you got Bill Belichick, which we'll get into a second, available. You potentially will have Mike Tomlin available. You potentially, you already have, um, you could promote Dan Quinn if you want, but I don't think that's a good idea because then it's the same team. But you have um, Pete Carroll potentially available. I know he's an advisor, but he could still take a head coaching role, right? I don't think Pete Carroll. No, I'm just saying in general, he's yeah, still available. That's a stretch. Pete Carroll says he wants to coach. He did say I think, that. I think it's a stretch for Pete but Carroll. Right but now, yeah, I'm, Bel- I'm just yeah, his Be- name out there. Belichick Let's and uh, Tomlin are possibilities. And uh, Pete Carroll at, at the moment, K- it's a Carroll possibility. Carroll is a stretch. And uh, but yeah, um, my take on McCarthy is um, you, you fucked it. <laughs> There's a reason that. why Green Bay let you, you go and he proved that. You you actually messed up. Um, Here's the thing. There is no scapegoat in Dallas, right? He did not scapegoat McCallum Moore. McCallum Moore was just bad. And you were bad with them. You guys were just bad. There's no scapegoating. But here's the thing. There is a scapegoat. Kevin Kellen Moore was a scapegoat because we clearly saw it. 
yeah. truly what happened today. But no, uh, like, or not today, I, on Saturday. They, they were just bad. Everyone was bad. Kellen Moore is bad. Mike McCarthy's bad. Dan Quinn. No, he's good. Well, he was uh, bad. Like, you can't say anything about Oh, he was game. bad that game, but I'm talking about he's good in general. Like, But, yeah. Like, Dan Quinn, what he did with that defense revolutionized. But, again, he did not do it at the biggest stage, and this was the game. I mean, did it, the, he year. did it the last couple of years on the biggest stages. This was the so year, So, he just had, finally had one game. This was the year. Bro, though. this is the year every year for Dallas fans. But this was the main year. The, every I'm year. not a Dallas fan. Yeah. I don't care about last two years. I knew I had a feeling they were going to lose. This one, people thought, like, non-Dallas fans thought... They were. They could have gone far this year with how hey man, the year was going. Up. They fool us. They, they always do. fool us. I, I agree with hey, that. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying it in general. It don't matter. I ain't a Dallas fan. You're a choke Screw artist. The Cowboys. I'm just saying it in general though. Like what I've said was not false. Outside of the Niners, you're the team to get at the Super Bowl from the NFC. Yeah, that's true. And this was the year. The way you're at, like the regular season went the way. I did not expect that. They usually have stinkers in the regular season consistently, at a stretch, kind of like what Philly did this year, right? Like they swapped roles, in my opinion. That's why I was like, okay, I could see Dallas, you know, be scaring some teams. No one thought they were going to get their ass kicked. Dan Quinn's part of that just for this. And guess what? Jerry Jones ain't going to give a shit. He will let go of the whole coaching staff. Yeah, Jerry Jones will let go of himself too because he's the one putting this roster together. So everyone's to blame at the end of the day. Yeah, um, just in general, like Jerry Jones has got to get rid of the coach. That's for sure. I don't think he put a bad roster together. To be fair, huh? <laughs> I can't say he put a bad roster together. He put a bad. He, they, put they, a ba- he let Mike. Okay, yeah, they're not the bad role. on paper, but at the end of the day, what have they done? What have they done? But again, you can't just say, like, you got, okay, there's some t- coaches that don't do some GMs that don't, don't do shit. They don't really change crazily too much, right? Jerry Jones, as much as like I hate the fact that he's an owner and the GM, I think those things need to be separated. I agree with that part. You can't, you, you can't say he's not put. He did not put a decent roster that could go far, and he proved that this year again. It's clearly on the coaching, right? However, Dak should not be getting paid. Now that's the conversation because Dak is up for a contract, and now it's time for Dak to go. Because I like Dak. I think Dak's a good quarterback. I don't know if it's because of Mike McCarthy he's doing bad. I don't know if it's because of him. Maybe they bring in a Ben Johnson. Who knows what the case might be. They maybe they go bring in another offensive mind, like I said, and they could fix some things around. But what we have seen from Dak consistently, the reason why you thought he was going to, you know, do what he did last year in the regular season, but ended up surprising you and was an MVP f- favorite at some point. It's time probably, to, I think it might be time to get rid of Dak, but the problem is who are you going to get rid of Dak for? Like who's going to be available, right? Uh, yeah, you have Trey Lance yeah. waiting, but it's not like you, you don't have this, anyone bro. to get him going. The thing with. is this. You can't really get him. You can't really get him right now. Yeah, it's hard to get rid of a fifty million dollar quarterback, right? So I mean, NFL has ways to cut. And money. yeah, no, but it's gonna be tough. Like it's gonna be there's gonna be a, like you know some consequences yeah. for that as well. And obviously with Dak, you're competitive enough to make the playoffs. So you ain't gonna have a high draft pick. So obviously you're gonna have to do a mastermind of a pick if you're gonna take a rookie quarterback, unless yeah. unless you genuinely choke so bad. That you you missed the playoffs next year. The question is though, do you think Dak and Mike go together? Do you think it should no do, do you think no 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 just get rid of Mike and see what happens? Yeah, um, I think, I think Dak. I still think Dak deserves one year, like like till the end year. of his contract, till the end of his contract, basically, which is still one more year. And uh, let's see how this roster is. If Jerry's roster is really good, we'll find out next year when Mike McCarthy's gone and they have a well, new coach. Okay, I will blame Jerry off the GM. I agree with you. He does not make changes in the coaching staff, right? 
because that that's where it comes down to in my opinion. I think they have a good roster offensively and defensively, clearly defensively for sure. Um obviously it doesn't help that Trayvon Diggs got hurt, but Deron Bland obviously pick six machine but not good in coverage. Yeah, I'm not I mean, as simple as this. Everyone from Jerry Jones to the equipment manager needs to be blamed. Because they all messed up. They all choked and this was supposed to be your year like every other year and you lost again. So enough for yeah, the Cowboys. This one this one last thing this one was the year where even you felt like okay, they could go. You can't say you didn't feel like Okay, I said I, I felt like I had them confidently winning against Green Bay. Yeah. I wasn't confident after that. I'll be honest with you. Who would they have played? Detroit? Detroit. It's a rematch game. You already know how in I feel Dallas, about those. Though. You already know how I feel about those. Yeah, I know. I get that. But I'm just saying in, in general. And then though, again, I ain't picking you against the Niners. But there's no excuse. Like, again, my, my point is, the, if out of all the years, this was a year Dallas fans I would have agreed with to be more confident in because of everything else surrounding them. Because Detroit was still a brand new team in there. I know to your point, they, they would have played either Detroit or Dal- um, LA or whoever. Um, but yeah, no. Tampa, that's but that's yeah. enough. The Cowboys talk for ever because they suck. Uh, next team who got upset is the Philadelphia Eagles and also the NFC East. All four teams are now out of the playoffs. The Philadelphia Eagles come into Tampa Bay Buccaneers home stadium and uh, just got their shit kicked. And uh, Baker Mayfield cooked. Um, their running game was cooking. Evans was cooking. Godwin was cooking. One thing was concerning for a little bit is that they kept on dropping the ball, like literally. Like, I think Kate Orton had a drop, like three drops. Evans had a drop. Um, but yeah, I know, like, their run defense showed up. And week three, when the Eagles beat the Buccaneers, uh, Eagles ran for 200 yards. And uh, that was not the Buccaneers' run defense. What we saw in the Monday night football game, that was the Buccaneers' run defense. And they completely shut down the Eagles' running game. Obviously, the Eagles did make plays, a.k.a. Devontae Smith. Um, A.J. Brown was out. A.J. Brown was out. Devontae Smith did his thing. But other than that, really, nothing else happened. Their defense, oh my goodness, you can't tackle. I think in the first half, they had 100-plus yards. Tampa Bay Buccaneers had 100-plus yards after contact. Like, that's crazy. You don't even get that over a game. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch the first half much because I saw the score. I'm like, I ain't going to waste my zone on my phone with the data. I'd rather save that for this weekend. And then I came home. I was tired. The game was dead. I fell asleep. <laughs> Literally. I, I had no clue what happened. Um, I knew it was still like a touchdown game. Um, once I saw, I forgot who, it, who got the touchdown uh, was at that point. I'm like, yeah, there's no way. Because like, from what I'm seeing from Eagles fans on Twitter... The defensive, the defensive staff is going to be gone. Has for to sure. be. Has to right? be. Patricia, Desai, whoever else is involved Has is going to be gone. Whoever you are. So clearly, you miss Jonathan Gannon, obviously. Now let's flip to the offensive side. I understand that you don't have A.J. Brown. And I did say if you don't have A.J. Brown, you probably lose this game. Lo and behold, they lost this game. But it wasn't like you guys... There was like a whole team morale issue. You got uh, Dallas Goddard yelling at Jalen Hurts on the sideline. You were saying that... People are saying A.J. Brown in the locker room isn't that guy. Like, he's causing issues or whatever the case may be. Um, to the point where even in the early in the year when they were undefeated, I'm like, I ain't convinced with this team until they won those two big games. I'm like, okay, the Eagles are back. And then they fell off a cliff. 
Literally. Because officially they're out of a playoff spot. Baker Mayfield, a couple of years ago, ended the Pittsburgh Steelers that started off 11-0. and Yeah. He's, at, after week 11, the best team was Pittsburgh. This year, after week 11, the Philadelphia Eagles were the best team in the league. Baker Mayfield took both of those teams out in the first round by dominating fashion. Yeah, and then the Eagles, clearly, the offensive side, I don't know how Brian Johnson, their OC, is getting head coaching opportunities. Like, he's getting interviewed. I don't know why. I don't know. Because their offense was lackluster, in my opinion. So, clearly, losing both your coordinators hurt you bad because uh, Shane Steichen did a miracle job with Gardner Minshew with his mainly as his uh, quarterback. Even when Anthony Richardson was in there, he still called a great plays. Um, Jonathan Gannon, obviously, yeah, Arizona didn't have that year you like because it was Arizona, but they still worked. Uh, worked Arizona was better than expected. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'll just say that. Yeah, much. exactly. And next year they might be better because of the culture similar to Dan Campbell that might be set there. Eagles, though, do you think Nick Sirianni gets fired? Because that's the thing now. A it guy who took the team to the playoffs two years in a row, three years, or three row. years in a row, and a Super Bowl appearance last year. It is definitely a question mark. I personally, if I were to like personally make a decision, I would say not this year. But I won't be surprised if he is fired just because. Because of the availability. That one, number two, just because of the collapse in general, like was just so massive. Yeah, because like Jeffrey Lurie is the guy who fired Doug Peterson. And also, yeah, after winning the situation there, like you're bringing up locker room issues. Yeah, Doug Peterson was fired because. Carson Wentz. No, the locker room was gone. Yeah, and Carson Wentz was part of that. No, no, like, it was just the locker room. Carson Wentz was traded by then. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, he was fired because the locker room was gone. Sirianni might not have the locker room with him right now. No, what I'm saying, it carried from the Carson Wentz thing. That's why Carson Wentz got traded, and then it continued on still. I get your point there, but... Yeah, I know, Philly's got a... I don't know, because we know what this coaching... What this ownership does. We know what the... uh, Howie Roseman is as a finesser. He made great trades... Jalen Hurts did not look the Jalen Hurts like we thought he was. Now, if AJ Brown requests a trade or get out, like we don't know what's happening with that either. Like that's more offseason talks. We'll see what happens if we ever bring an NFL guy on to talk um offseason related stuff. But at the same time, it's crazy. Like no one expected them to be everybody thought they were a top two team, right? Everybody thought they were the best team in the division. Clearly not. As much as Dallas disappointed, they were still better than them on the regular season. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it gets crazy how quickly a locker room changes from a team that just went to the Super Bowl to now. Like, I don't know what could happen. Like, was it really the uh, play-calling duties on both sides of the ball that caused all of this? Yes. Well, yeah, clearly, right? <laughs> yes. So, and then Sirianni, to me, doesn't seem like a guy that's, like, a head coach guy for whatever reason. He's a guy that you want to play for. He's a motivator type of guy because clearly he wasn't play-calling. And when he was play calling, they weren't great until Steichen took over. They weren't. Right, last year. So, yeah, um, that's something to watch out as well because if in, if they do a clean house in the coaching staff, you got Arizona and Indy who have their coordinators that could potentially, that some guys that are maybe low-key guys that are there that they could poach away. I guess so. Right? But that's all AJ season Brown's talk. obviously a player. That's all off-season talk. We're talking about now. And the now Bay, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield uh, are a threat to the Detroit Lions. Yes, Lions are favored. Don't We're get me not going to preview the game. But, but the Buccaneers and what they have been doing, along with the Packers, have been surprising everyone. They've been balling out. Yes, 
they get a knock because they are NFC South winners and honestly, that's just like an asterisk making the playoffs by winning the NFC South. But at the end of the day, you got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Evans, Godwin, Bayfield did their things. O-line did their things. Bayfield? <laughs> Mayfield. Uh, <laughs> Bayfield, if you want to combine his first name. And uh, their defense, their run defense showed up and their defense overall. The thing with Baker though is when he makes the playoffs, he does well. Like he doesn't. He wasn't terrible against Kansas City. He was good. He was. He wasn't bad. So like when we we dropped our, we obviously you guys probably saw it already. We did drop three sleeper videos. Uh, sorry, three sleeper um, picks to win the Super Bowl. Only one of them ended up going through, because we didn't really consider Green Bay to win, to be honest. No. And we even with Tampa, we thought of it, but I didn't think they were. I think they could have beaten the Eagles, but, but like that's it though. Like, right? I don't think they're going to go on a run. Yeah. Like, like we didn't expect them to go on a run. And now watching these two games, if Jordan Love is playing like this. And if Baker's playing like this. But specifically Jordan Love, then I could see them going on a run for sure. Yeah, but you also got to take, take, take into consider co- uh, competition, right? Imagine Green- that Green Bay defense facing that San Francisco offense. Okay, it, yeah, 100%. It, it's, it's scary times for but them. But imagine if Green Bay goes to the Super Bowl. You know, you know why another reason I'm not confident in Green Bay beating San Francisco all the time with Aaron Rodgers, San Francisco shit kicked him every no, single time. Saying. But imagine if Green they, Bay, San Fran has their number. But that's what I'm saying. Imagine if Green Bay beats them. <laughs> and it's without it Aaron Rodgers. Maybe man. They're making the Super Bowl. Like yeah. <laughs> they have to. Um, We're gonna have a Green Bay versus Texans Super Bowl. Yeah. But so last game we gotta talk about is the best game of the weekend. Yeah, because every other game was a blowout. Um, Lions Rams. It came down to the wire, and uh, a potential. Probably missed call on Puka Nukua. He was grabbed. A PI this call. It, it kind of... I think that was fourth down, right? That was a fourth down play, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Turnover on downs. Jared Goff made his play. And uh, this was such, cemented a Lions victory. This was such a physical game. that, I, In a way, fine. But it was it seemed dangerous as hell at the same time. Like, it was very physical. That the rest didn't call certain... Like, Matthew Stafford got his ass kicked. He did. That, but the, the reason why you thought the Rams wouldn't make the playoffs was that did you see yeah. the hit on Higby huh the hit on Higby yeah he tore his ACL again yeah that's that sucks yeah, like, so like, that, I, I was like so I'm surprised that's what happened because like everybody's gonna put the classic oh if that was Mahomes you know what's gonna happen like the classic superstar call even though Stafford not a superstar but is a star right um obviously I had the Rams winning they almost had it again you could question refereeing but it was on both sides First, of, first off, let's start before the game. Were you surprised that he got booed, or were you fine with him getting booed? Yes, that way he did. yes and no. Yes, because it's a playoff game and you don't really give a shit. Yeah. Right. Like I don't care who you are. It's a playoff game. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna boo you. I'm gonna, and if I'm like, if you're my former teammate, I'm gonna check kick you. Yeah. Right. Obviously, in football, that's how it works. But at the same time, you are a legend. You are very well respected in the city. So I could kind of see the other side as well, where people saying that that was disgusting by Detroit fans. I okay, listen. But at the end of the day, I'm on the I'm on your side here. I don't know if they did a video tribute because if they did, I would have been pissed. Yeah, they shouldn't. They if shouldn't this was a regular season game, then I would have hundred percent. And I, like, I think yeah. they, I think that would be in, in next year's game. Look, if this was a regular, regular season, season game, then I would be like, okay, um, that's a little disrespectful. Because after the game, obviously Stafford was probably more choked that he lost the game than he was uh, mad at the Detroit city of Detroit winning because he said, like, I'm happy for the players, not the city of Detroit or something like that because he probably got booed, right? Uh, at the same time, it's a playoff game, to your point. I, I don't care. Like, that could have been... 
um, whoever coming home, like Tom Brady coming home for the first time to New England in a Super Bowl, whatever reason, get booed if that was for the first time. If it was Peyton Manning coming back against the Colts for the first time, and that it was if it was during that playoff games, because I know they met in the regular season before, but if it was during... They're playing the playoffs, but I think it was in Denver. Yeah, but either way, let's just say it was flipped, I would have booed uh, Peyton Manning. Because it's a playoff game, right? Because I know, some, like, obviously, you were kind and of... We're not saying like, we're not saying we're booing the player. We're just... Yeah. We're like... We're, we're locked gonna, into the playoffs. We're going to make noise. We're going to make it hell for you. Yeah. As an away player. And yes, you are a legend for our team, but you are the away team. Yeah. We don't care about you in yeah. that situation at all. Because at the that. point, because they know that, especially with that situation was, your QB was swapped. As so well. Jared Goff was disrespected. So they were backing Jared Goff as well in that yeah. situation, right? So I had no issues with that. Like if people thought that was disgusting, well, grow up because it's a playoff football for a reason. Is it, if it's regular season, we 100% agree with I, 100%, you. 100%, yeah. But then, it's playoffs. And when a franchise hasn't won in 30 years, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It do- um. But let's talk about the game. Yeah, let's talk about the game here. First half, the run defense of the Rams was not good. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs were having their way. Jared Goff was obviously having his way a little bit. But at the same time, Stafford was hanging on in there. Now, people thought he should have been out of the game because of that one hit. His head hit the back. He looked like he was knocked out or something. Yeah. Um. So everybody anticipated Carson Wentz to come in the game because of that. But Stafford, like Stafford always does, with Detroit knows that very well. What, what the beating he's taken there, um, stayed in and made plays. And shout out Puka Nakua for that, right? Yeah, rookie record rookie, again. Again, which we'll talk about him in a second. But let's finish off in Detroit. They got their win, first win in thirty years, like you said, or whatever, how many ever years. You got Eminem there. You got uh, Barry Sanders there. You got Megatron there. So everybody was there. Detroit was hyped up. I think they had the, one of the most expensive tickets there as well. It makes sense, it right? Uh, but the thing is this. Jared Goff made plays when he needed to make plays, right? Jared Goff got his revenge. Yeah, because Jar- second... Jared Goff did what he had to do. Yeah. And especially in the first half, he was killer. Second Both quarterbacks was, were good. He yeah. did not, They did not make any mistakes. Yeah. But this is one thing. What? One thing I will... Put the game down to red zone offense. Yeah. Simple as that. Um, Detroit made the red zone three times. They hit. They got three touchdowns. Yeah. Rams made the red zone, settled for field goals three times. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they got one touchdown, but that, that was like a long play. Rams struggled. Uh, uh, like Rams. two touchdowns. Two, Lions two struggled well well. in the second half until that last drive, obviously. Again, you go, you could argue officiating all you want, but it is what but it is. But if you're not scoring touchdowns, you're not winning. No, but I'm saying it. I know you could argue officials, but whoever your Rams fans are, whatever it is, you can't be selling for field goals in playoff games. But as the, simple as this. That, not just that, but my point is because of those hits. Yeah, it's controversial. Don't those, get me wrong. Yeah. It is controversial, but that is not the number one reason. What I just said is the number one reason why you lost. Yeah, the game. No, and I agree with that. Yeah. I'm just saying it in general because. Again, it's sports. It's going to come with some type of controversy at the end of the day. Well, we talk about officials every time, right? It's the same shitty topic that we have to obviously take into account. But we're not going to talk about it. We're going to have to... Because it's just how it is. They suck at their job. As simple as that. Um, Yeah, let's let's move on to the AFC now. Let's talk... Which one do you want to start off with? We'll start off... I mean, they're all pretty, like, blowouts. (laughs) Yeah, so which one do you want to start off with? All right, let's start off with with the big game. Let's start off with the big one. Uh, Chiefs, Dolphins. Uh... Yeah, Chiefs look like they're back. Dolphins look like 
I can't even say that either because why? Why not? This was the best game the Chiefs played all year. Yes, most complete team game they all played played all year. It was more. I think it was more defensively they were better. Well, obviously. No, I'm thinking about the offense. Like Patrick Mahomes was fine, but Travis Kelsey still don't look like Travis Kelsey. There was he had three drops. Um, it was Rasheed Rice. Game. Okay, it was. A was Rash- it the best game they played all year? As I mean, a football team, considering the situation, yes. No, no, like in general, this is the best football they played all year. Probably because it's a, again, it's a playoff game, so I'm gonna amplify it more for sure. I'm not saying no, that no. Either. We're talking about performance. Don't talk about situation. Is this the best football they played all year? Yeah, probably. So it's the best football game but they played all year. I'm just saying in general, though. It's because again, like the regular season, their defense helped build them out. Now it also helps that the other teams from Miami and they're coming into a minus twenty. Minus four Fahrenheit, but felt like minus twenty Fahrenheit. I don't think they got bailed out, bro. I I gotta say, yeah, obviously there was one slight concern: they couldn't score touchdowns. Yeah. Right, but at the same time, every time Miami did something, which was one thing, they answered back immediately. So, Mahomes did what Mahomes does. Rishi Rice stepped up. Rushy. Rushy Rice stepped up. Um. Kelsey, obviously, there's some concerns there. Don't get me wrong. I think he's too distracted by his girlfriend. But okay, no, don't go that far. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he might be. Uh, but he <laughs> hasn't been the same. <laughs> but is it Kelsey at the end of the day, as an offensive unit, I could say that Chiefs finally played a good game. No, honestly, those three drops were only his incompletions, obviously. But again, I I can't sit here and say this was a great performance because offensively, I'm speaking offensively because at the end of the day, twenty six points. Huh? Twenty six points. Yeah, it was like it wasn't classic Chiefs offense. Yeah, we're not saying I'm not saying yeah. it was vintage Chiefs. Because I'm what, saying what it you, was the best offense they is, had this year. What I'm saying is, and what I'm saying is, this offensive game they put on today gives me potential, shows potential that they could do it again in Buffalo next week, right? It gives, it shows that they have some life within them that some wide receiver could step up. In this case, it was their rookie that they could do something. To make continuous play or fun, you know. can't tell me that this game did not show you something that the Chiefs could do, that the Chiefs can make Listen, a Super Bowl. They're run. the Chiefs. I'm never gonna bet against Mahomes in that case. Exactly. But at the to same time, I'm not like this. Isn't the Chiefs' offense that I'm like, okay, they're back. They were not like completely back. I'm not gonna go that far. You're you said literally said what happened with the Rams. They just happened to play Miami. Just happened to play worse because they didn't do shit in the red zone. Yeah, so, so they that's had better, my point. Like they if you're they saying were better. That they're back, they're, that I, they I don't even think they got in the red zone, man. That's like how bad they had. Pacheco got one TD. I remember that was a run in, and uh, then Mahomes obviously completed one, and I think it was in the red zone or close to it. But my point is, this this isn't still the like I have to. Uh, this the Bills game will determine it for me. Oh, of course, the Bills game will no. determine for you. Of, of course. It's the Bills game. That's the next see. game. No, not even just that. Because, <laughs> I, like, listen, I thought Miami was going to get caught. Like, the way Miami was moving, they were like, they looked like they were out of it already with how cold it well, was. That's their fault. Yeah, that's their fault. And I get that. Now you're going to a hostile environment who has similar playing conditions like you did. Literally. Yeah. I can't sit here and say that this Chiefs offense is going to be the reason why they'll win that game. Well, I didn't say that. They don't need to. But be. you're saying they're back. I'm not saying they're back. They're back. They play their yeah. They yeah. play their best game. They sure, play their, but they that's play not still the game. Chiefs' game. Huh? That's still not the Chiefs. Bro, we saw Mahomes do what Mahomes always does. We yeah, saw scramble run. We saw I get re- that. we saw him make plays, and the receivers made catch. Yeah, catches. I, I get that. They, it they was your rookie the receiver ball. though. Let's see if he does that again. They caught the ball. 
That was their biggest issue. Okay. They had that solved. Up, apart from that. apart from Kelsey's three drops, for, we've seen that for one game in the regular season, and they shit the bed again. Well, the that was against week. the Bears. But I'm just saying that in general. This Miami defense is, defense is still decent. It's decent. You're also playing a good defense in. Buffalo. No, they're not. They're all injured. They're all injured. Yeah, Bernard they got Bernard all Bernard. injured in today's game too. But again, at the end of the day, I still Sean McDermott is still a good enough coach to figure something out, right? And the point is, let's see if they make plays there. That's all I'm asking. The reason why I'm saying this one, I'm not fully sold on the offense yet, is because look, look at the like you, you literally made the Rams' point of them not converting. Yeah, the Rams is a different story. Field goals. The, the the different story is that the, the sto- Chiefs had a complete. The performance. story is also the, the story Chiefs, is the Chiefs had a complete performance. The story is also From the Chiefs' to defense, defense helped out massively. The, the story is it's a complete performance. As simple as this. They're not hanging out their defense to dry. They were scoring points. And the Rams did they the exact scoring. same thing, but the Rams defense just didn't do that. And that's my they point didn't here. stop them. That's they didn't, my have point. A, they that's didn't have my a complete performance. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, you're, you're don't saying, bring the Rams into this. Well, I'm saying the Chiefs had the best performance but of their game. But if you're saying the Chiefs are back offensively, I'm not agreeing with that fully. I said the Chiefs are back. I didn't say, and I'm, I didn't, I'm not saying they're back completely. Yeah, that doesn't mean... Their defense is the reason why they won this game. You have to admit that. Huh? Their defense is the pretty much the main reason why they won this game. Well, obviously, yeah, you. Uh, I could say that too, but at the same time, they scored twenty six points. And I, okay, yeah, that's yeah. fine. They got into the positions, sure. But they again, did. They did their job I offensively. Don't think they're gonna, Buffalo ain't Miami, clearly. Yeah, Buffalo ain't Miami. So that my point is, if the Chiefs have a complete game against Buffalo, then I'm fully on board with you. The Chiefs' offense well, ain't then back. obviously you can be on board with me because they have to win one more game to go to Super Bowl. I'm not saying, okay, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like. <laughs> This isn't the classic Chiefs that we thought at the beginning of like the year. Like you're saying, I'm going to wait and listen, see. Listen, listen. This isn't the Chiefs that we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year still. Okay, yeah. That's my point. But that, that doesn't... As the regular season went on, I still think the offense is very similar. I just thought, I thought home field, not their fault. Bro, you came into my room and said Mahomes would look like Mahomes again. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean everybody else is going to do... Be Mahomes is the offense. Mahomes is the offense. Yeah, I get that. Mahomes did not look running plays. Mahomes did not look good in the year. He made throws. He did not just make running plays. He made throws on the run, like he always does. Like classic Mahomes. I can't go with it. The issue was Mahomes wasn't at his best in the regular season. Yes, receivers were dropping balls, but Mahomes wasn't at his best. Mahomes had his best performance in that Miami game. We'll see because I that's Buffalo defense pass rush wise is better right now. Yeah, secondary wise, not really. Their and linebackers, the, linebackers, are, linebackers, the reason why they're gonna the, go. This is the, the game where Travis Kelsey has to. <laughs> like, I really feel bad for the this, linebackers. Travis Kelsey has to feast in this game, and we'll talk about that more on uh, Thursday's pod. But again, I'm not complete. I think the defense is the one carrying the offense. In this and uh, case. if you're any Dolphins fans here, we're not gonna talk about them because you guys are just irrelevant. And you guys suck. Like, oh my God, what was that performance? Like Mike McDaniel, what the hell is your play calling? Tua Tagovailoa. I think Michael Penix is a better left-handed quarterback than you. And, uh, like, I, I don't know what they're doing. I think this is a worse performance than the Cowboys, in my opinion. You think this is worse than the Cowboys? The Cowboys was disappointing. No, Cowboys is worse. The Cowboys are Cowboys disappointing. Cowboys is worse because they had they, home field. No, no. The Cowboys yeah. had home okay, field against that, that is more Green disappointing. Bay. If you're talking about uh, an incompetent team, that, that was the Miami Dolphins. Green, that Dallas is, was by far... Worse performance than Miami. Okay. I would say Eagles had it better than Dolphins. You could say that. Fine. You yeah. could say that. Dallas was home and they had no excuse. But no, yeah. Dolphins. What the hell are you guys are doing? Like, I I do not understand this. 
Like I'm watching this game, and you guys are throwing the ball backwards. Yeah, got, More got, time you threw it forwards. Defensively, sorry, offensively, the Chiefs. Yeah, defensively you have excuses defensively no, because your team's injured. Finish, man. I'm saying offensively, the Chiefs' defense destroyed you physically. Tyreek Hill was tossed immediately by uh, Trevarius Ward. Right? Was it Trevarius? No. Who was it? Sneed. Sneed. Sorry. It's Sneed. Yeah, their defense is good. That's your, off, your offense dropped 70 points on a football team. Your offense in the first five weeks had us fooled more than the Cowboys had us fooled this year. Uh, yeah, that's I agree with that. Yeah. That's why coming into this game and the weather was the big reason why I picked Kansas City to win this game. Even though Kansas City wasn't looking like Kansas City, I thought the defense include in that weather against a sunny Miami team. That's the reason why I'm saying the Cowboys had a much uh, worse performance than the Dolphins. But speaking the of main, the Dolphins... The main reason of the Dolphins, I had zero confidence in them, is because, yes, weather is a factor. Don't get me wrong. That, that may be your number one determining factor. My number one determining factor is look at their record against 500 teams that, and above. That too. That is the number one Both determining factor. Both of those factor. mixed was the reason why I chose Chiefs. Hey, man, you're going to be playing teams with shit weather. You got to deal with it. As simple as that. But again, my point... Again, my point is... Yeah, I'm not saying your point is wrong. But yeah. I'm saying that is not your... That can't be your I'm excuse. not disagreeing with you either. Yeah. We're doing the classic we agree yeah, disagree. No, yeah, thing. so let's move but, on. Let's not no, bring the same I mean, point let's again. talk about the Dolphins. Yeah, we are talking about it. Because you said we're not going to talk about the Dolphins. That threw me off. That's why. Well, I, I just had to roast them in some sort of way. Okay, thank you. That's why I was yeah. so confused. I'm like, what do you mean? We're not Bro, talking stop about? being confused. You're okay. fine. Okay. Tua. Bad. Just terrible performance. Okay. I think he has one more year left. Miami's GM, I think, has said that he's the long-term future. Well, he only has one more year left in my book. <laughs> so, as a, okay, as as a starting quarterback, Tua is a starting quarterback. I'm not I'm not saying that, but if you want to win a Super Bowl, Tua is not going to take you there. So you're That's saying Tua and Dak are similar in that? Sense. Yes, that that like Dak is a starting quarterback. Dak will is a starting quarterback in the NFL. He is a good starting quarterback. Tua is a good starting quarterback. They are just not the guy. Yep. They're not. They're I, not the guys. I, I'll agree with that. Next year will be the determining year because, like, I'm just genuinely pissed off at the Dolphins. Obviously, and pissed off at the Cowboys. Pissed off at the you're Eagles. The Cowboys. I thought you're happy. Huh? No, I'm just like I'm talking about on-field football performance. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm celebrating the Cowboys' loss. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm looking at football perspective and taking away the bias, all three teams were heavily disappointing. Yeah. No. Dolphins again. To my p- the point. I knew the weather and all that was going to be a factor. Dolphins next year, the question is, can you be 500 or better teams? Simple as that. If you can, then you might have your answer. Because the team is still good. I have issues with Mike McDaniel in this game as well. Uh, I don't know what the hell he was doing. I just felt like he was like brain freeze the whole game. That's what it was. <laughs> I <thought> Literally. <laughs> huh? Literally, it, that's what it was. His, he was probably so confused of what the hell is going on with his team. Yeah. That's what he was going. <laughs> and yeah, let's see though. Um, we'll keep that talk for the offseason as well. No, like, I think offseason-wise, they'll be all fine. Like, it's going to be the same team. It's just that they just have not been at their best. Yeah, that's the thing. They, their only thing is, can you beat good teams? And when you show it, then you guys are a Super Bowl contender. They're also entering... Simple as that. Like the Eagles, they're entering on a collapsing And you're, en- you're entering a potential to a year that you might lose all the um, pieces because of that. Yeah. Contract wise, you might not need to, depending on what you do with Tua, uh, yeah. anyways. But let's move on to the last and final game. This was considered our most last and final game, we the second last game. Let's talk um, about the Bills, the Bills and Steelers. Uh, this was considered we're, we're saying the best for last, yeah. Well, what, what, what was it? 
Well, no. Honestly, that was probably like uh, the worst game <laughs> in my opinion. Well, <laughs> we're saying the best for last because of the performance. Yeah. Um, Bills. Uh, the number one stat line. Can you guess what it is? Josh Allen didn't throw a pick. Yes. If he does that, you're winning games. It's a ninety. There's a ninety percent chance you wouldn't win game. Ninety nine percent chance you wouldn't win game. Win games. Because that Chiefs game, you had that game won. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, and uh, he did not throw a pick. This game obviously had the weather implications again, and this one, this one, Steelers didn't have much of an excuse because they live in a cold thing themselves, right? So, but at the same, but time, at the same time, as the Steelers, and you were, I'm not surprised they didn't have T.J. Watt. They were the worst they team, a, right? For whatever reason, it was close. Like they were the team that gave the least chance. Yeah, right? same. Yeah. Um, like Green Bay had a chance because it's Dallas. Simple. That's the only reason why I gave Green Bay the chance. I know, and then they're also entering hot, right? Yeah, but Pittsburgh obviously it just sucks that our team was sitting out because of this. Because watching this team play was not fun. I was at work listening to it, watching to it, watching it. The game was close for a little. Hey, bit. Man, no, no. Honestly, if if it was Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, they were cooked. They're finished. Mason Rudolph did whatever he could. Yeah, he had more passing yards than Josh Allen. He. Got him to the end zone. He moved the ball well. Right. You got to give credit. The Steelers impressed me because I expected very... I had very low expectations. We're talking about the game. Yeah, no. I'm I'm talking about the performance. They performed well compared to what I thought they were going to do well. True. (laughs) The performance... The key thing with this game was they had no chance was because TJ Watt was out. And Josh Allen throws their interceptions. Yeah. So... At the end of the day, we like if Buffalo had lost this game, it would have been this one would probably been the most disappointing performance out of everyone. But obviously, that did not happen, and Buffalo moves on. They looked fine. Josh Allen looks like he's back. Ken Josh Dorsey. Allen before this game, his TD to interception ratio was nineteen to four. Yeah, Ken Dorsey. He added he added three more touchdowns yeah. to that. Ken Dorsey's obviously firing is a big factor with Joe Brady coming in, and but defensively is but, where they're gonna hurt. That, that is one thing. On the linebackers. But side. the one thing they do have now that's, that they didn't have in the last couple of years is a run game. That doesn't, that doesn't, that the main factor isn't just on, uh, Josh Allen. And they're home for the next game. As well. So. Deja vu because um, Josh Allen beat the New England Patriots and he had five touchdown passes that game. Similar, ex- like similar question marks coming into the playoffs. Like they were, they weren't, they didn't have the best year. Yeah. That, that year and uh, obviously they came in hot Josh Allen had a perfect performance like he did today he had a perfect performance against the Chiefs this time the only difference is it is in Buffalo or <laughs> New York or whatever the well, geographic it's in Buffalo so yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> New York Buffalo is in New York no like isn't it like weird like then they're the only New York team but they're not called New York or something like the, oh yeah, because yeah. those guys play in Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Or whatever they are. We're Canadian. Who cares? Um, okay. Uh, last game. This is the one that we had to talk about a little bit more because the performance by one guy was insane, but the performance on what was supposed to be a historic defense was a complete letdown. And that's the Browns getting their ass kicked by the Houston Texans. So start off with the Houston Texans, and the reason why we had them in our underdog list to win it all which are the only team left now, beating one of them, obviously, is because CJ Stroud has been in those moments. I think one thing I forgot to mention in that video was momentum. Cleveland had a game to rest. That probably killed the momentum. 
CJ Stroud went into Indy and did what he did along with Nico Collins and that defense and it carried on at home in Houston. First half, it ended close, right? It was like a, I don't know, whatever it was. Houston still had the advantage. They had the advantage, but the thing was, and the reason why I picked Texans to win was the QB battle more so. You picked Cleveland because of the defense battle. Because Joe Flacco did not look good at all. He looked like he was off the couch. Uh, yeah, um, I think Botonio got right, hurt as first well. First half, when we were watching this first half, we're like, yo, this game's be a 44-41 game. Right? The way that this has been shooting out, the quarterbacks were going toe-in-toe, right? Touchdown after touchdown drives. Second half, it just all got flipped over for Joe Flacco. And CJ uh, Stroud still kept level. Honestly, he didn't do anything in the second half yeah. because they got two. Nice first half numbers. They got two. Same. Yeah, they got two back-to-back pick sixes. And yeah, um, the Houston Texans defense was better than the Cleveland Browns. And if that was the case, the Browns had no chance. If the if if Houston had the better defense that day, the Browns had no chance. Yeah, um, Cleveland was supposed to have one of the best defenses of all time. Did not show up at all. Um, honestly, like I said, all these games became duds that we didn't even pay attention to in the second half, except for Detroit, LA. Um, but that first half, though, CJ Stroud just picking everybody apart. Did not get sacked once with that um, D line going at him. Um, it's insane. Simple as that. This team is going to be scary in the future because if this should continue, you you have two of your star players on each side of the ball on rookie deals and Will Anderson Jr. and CJ Stroud. If I'm Houston, try to pay CJ Stroud right now if you can. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> because <laughs> next year's free agency list and wide receiver includes Mike Evans, potentially DeAndre Hopkins, could come back home now. Obviously, then you have the T. Higgins, the Michael Pittmans, you have yeah. the Calvin Ridley's. And then you have a potentially trade market in A.J. Brown if he is were to go available, whoever else is supposed to be available, Devontae Adams, because they have money already on their contracts. They could go come here and make it even more scarier because Nico Collins, let's see how he does. Like, he's proven to be a number one this year, but again, this is his only year. Can he do it again? Yeah. Can he do it again is the question there. And yeah, year three for Nico Collins, obviously he has the potential to do it again Yeah. because it is year three. And, and he's doing this with injuries. Yeah. Right. And um, on on the flip side, Cleveland, they're always going to go back with Deshaun Watson. So we'll see how they're going to fix up things. There's a quarterback competition. But the, the there is a quarterback looks competition. So brutal is insane. The fact that Joe Flacco was better I don't than think Joe Flacco will be back though. I know, but I'm saying the fact that Joe Flacco was better than your two hundred fifty dollar million dollar man is just gen just genuine concern for yeah. uh, Cleveland right also now. Also concern for Cleveland is how Nick Chubb will be next year. As well, yeah. Is, that was a serious ass injury. Yeah, right? it was serious. Um, um, I think he avoided the ACL. But yeah, we're not going to talk too much I'm, about this I, game. I have confidence in Nick Chubb. Anyways. Yeah, but like Houston is going to be scary coming forward. That division, hopefully, well, not for the sake of the Colts, but in general, for uh, just football fans, it's going to be insane with the potentially all four teams having their quarterbacks. Um, and yeah, but let's move on with the other. It's been a while since we talked, so we have to talk about this news that happened literally after our last podcast episode. Um, Bill Belichick, when we talked about Pete Carroll stepping down or whatever the case with him is, when we talked about uh, Mike Vrabel availability, we'll talk about Mike Tallman in a second. Bill Belichick was a rumored guy to uh, step down or whatever happened or get traded. They ultimately, the Patriots and Belichick, have parted ways. So it was a mutual agreement, mutual, so that he isn't going to get traded. So there's no compensation like the Sean Payne situation. 24 years with one franchise 
that dynasty is officially over, which was obviously over a couple of years ago, but I'm just saying it's officially done. Something that will not be replicated in probably sports, right? When you think dynasties, Alex Ferguson, Alex Ferguson's Man United teams come up in mind, but North American sports, it was Phil Jackson's Bulls, it was Phil Jackson's Lakers, it was um, for a little bit Steve Kerr's Warriors. Those are the only ones that came to the top Pop of my head. Spurs. Pop Spurs as well. As well a so. little bit. But for like a collective thing for that long, making the playoffs every year, nine Super Bowls, six Super Bowls, sorry, nine appearances, six Super Bowls. Yeah, I don't think that, uh, that will be, be touched because one key factor everybody said when listening to reports, just reporters or like analysts were because of the salary cap era. So it's going to be tough to replicate what he did. So it's an end of an era. We would never, I never, never thought I would be sitting here at least right now, talk about Bill Belichick out of New England. I would thought we would not be talking about New England finding a GM, let alone a head coach as well. So, end of an era. Obviously, I'm a Colts fan, so I, I don't like the Patriots. But respect is respect. You got to give it. He is the GOAT. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about his future in a second. But, yeah, that's just our thoughts on Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's just- you said everything. Okay, so <laughs> just like, just going forward, so it, felt like, it felt like it was a retirement. It obviously isn't. It's he's, not. he's still a no. I think it felt like a retirement. Yeah, no, we know it's not. It's not. It's, it's because just, here's the thing. It just it's just times are changing. Brady guys. Brady went somewhere else and won a Super Bowl. Not, I'm sure he's motivated by that. I'm not saying he hates Brady. Times are changing. But I'm saying this. But my question to you is this: wherever he goes, because he already interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the news came up before we hit record. Um, should he just do strictly head coach? Because yes, with the last few years, yes, I, I'm not. I'm just saying I'm gonna break yeah. something down because the last few years the team hasn't been the greatest in terms of him coaching. Now that could be him selecting. That's more of his GM side because offensively he hasn't put the greatest staff outside of when Josh McDaniels left. Bro, he had Mike Patricia Matt. calling or Matt Patricia calling offensive plays last year. Yeah, and he was oh, still gonna do that. Of and course. then <laughs> obviously roster construction. He's a genius by getting. Players that are no longer in their prime or getting out of their prime were let go, like the Antonio Browns, the Randy Mosses, right? All those guys back then. Obviously, he helped. Gronk was a different situation because he had Gronk from the beginning. So he's smart that way. But when it comes to like drafts and getting free agencies, he hasn't been the greatest GM, right? So I agree with you. Simple as that. Just wherever you go, just stick to being the coach. The coach. Because as a coach, you're still great because defensively, the Patriots had no issues. They were still like they were losing games, but they weren't losing by blowouts a lot of times. They're time. losing by like seven or th- by low 10-0. scoring games. Th- they lost 10 0 like every game. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, that's what it felt like. So, where do you think is the best fit? Because I, I like Alana. Talk about the vacancies I like Alana. In general. But I, yeah. I like Alana. I really do. You know why? He has never had offensive weapons. Alana has weapons and weapons and more weapons. <laughs> Right, obviously they have a quarterback issue. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but defensively, Atlanta's a good group. We saw that this year, and uh, offensively, they get a quarterback. They're set, and then you have Bill Belichick coaching. And also, I feel like you um, destroyed Atlanta Falcons fans' hearts. So just give them a <laughs> so little one payback. Thing, one thing Adam Schefter said that Arthur Blank, the owner of um, the Falcons. He went after Bill Parcells, which was, he's under the Bill Parcells tree, Bill Belichick, and another guy, I forgot his name. So they've been going hardcore and just never got them. So this is another potential coach available. I think the Chargers are the best fit because, to your point, they have a QB already. And um, 
I have a different pick for Atlanta, which I'll get to in a second, because I think they need to go to a... Like, I get your point because of this division isn't the greatest either. They have a chance to win that. And defensively, they still have pieces defensively. I mean, Jesse, well. the year that Jesse Bates had. Yeah, so... <laughs> like, it was incredible. Because we were going to talk about eight vacancies. We'll t- get to why it's seven in a second. But I was saying I was saying Josh Chargers because, A, I feel like he'll bring back Mike McDaniel. <laughs> or not McDaniel. Mike... Uh, Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniel. And that, that at the end of the day, Josh McDaniel is like one of the best OCs. So you can't, no one could deny that. And then he could lead that defense, which was the biggest issue, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Um, I think he needs to go to a team that can potentially be winning it all. And LA with Belichick could be the formula for to Chargers fans that they need to get over the hump. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, It's a fair opinion. I just didn't want to say Chargers because... Because it's the Chargers? It's boring. <laughs> like oh, yeah, no. It's just like it's the obvious one. I feel like I'm going with a little surprise mixed in with like... Well, this is not a really a surprise because the Falcons are going hardcore. In this yeah, no, but I'm talking about like everyone at the beginning were okay. like, okay, he's, char- he's going to be the Chargers. Yeah. Um. Obviously, okay, before we go to the coaching vacancies with the news about that, let's talk about his replacement, which it surprised me only because I didn't know he was involved. But the coach is... Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo immediately succeeded, right? So there's, so I, I, it was written in the contract that Gerard Mayo was going to get it because last year it was written that and he was getting co- um, he was getting interview requests from other teams as well. Former Patriot, he won a Super Bowl with them. Uh, but the problem is they didn't have a GM. So obviously this is a, a Robert Kraft decision. I'm not saying Gerard Mayo does not deserve to be a head coach. I don't know much about him. I don't know how much he's loved in the locker room. Clearly, he is. All Look at Antonio Pierce as a all, position yeah. coach. All we know is that Gerard Mayo is your youngest NFL coach. Yeah, he's 37. He was literally just playing a couple like about like seven years ago. The thing, though, with Gerard Mayo that scares me is because he doesn't have coordinator experience for the Patriots. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not. He knows the Patriots. That, that's a factor. Through. That's true. Um, but at the same time, when we see like what Antonio Pierce, Antonio Pierce did, <laughs> we're like, okay, he could definitely pull it off. And I'm not saying that. Like, I'm not saying he's gonna be a bad coach. I'm not saying that this is not the right hire. Because again, I, at the end, we're of learning day, football ourselves. At the end of the day, you have no expectations. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you are in a good spot. And the players probably want him to stay working around because a lot of people had confusion. They're like, why bring him back? A, B- a Belichick disciple go a whole different route because I thought it was Mike Vrabel everybody he was probably second on the list if yeah. Gerard Mayo didn't get, wasn't going to get it I think that's just the scary p- the scary part is that you're succeeding the GOAT at the end of the day pa- yeah that whoever whoever, t- whoever took that position unless you were Pete Carroll or Mike Tomlin or whoever I would if anyone other than the big coaches including Mike Vrabel you're succeeding the GOAT pressure's going to be on yeah. Right. Obviously. So, Gerard Mayo, can he live up to that? For sh- for sure, he probably can. I'm not saying he can't, but those are the concerns I have with the hire. That's it. Let's see how he builds his staff. Obviously, he's a defensive guy, and uh, let's see how it goes. That's all. It's not a Jeff Saturday situation. Jeff Saturday hasn't been involved in the NFL, and he got a head coaching job. Right. That's a whole different situation. That's something else. So, right. So this one is there. Um, if teams wanted to interview him last year, that means he's good for a reason. Yeah, so obviously. there's that. That's that's it. The only, that's the only concern on my end. Otherwise, you do you, Patriots. We'll see what happens. Um, let's go. Okay, this is my question to you. There's seven vacancies. Jim Harbaugh already interviewed with the Chargers. The Chargers. The Raiders rumored are uh, is that they 
Antonio Pierce is the favorite right now because Max Crosby's putting pressure by saying if you let him go, I might request a trade type of thing. But I saw a report today that they're, they want Harbaugh as well. And they might draft J.J. McCarthy at whatever, I think 11th or whatever their position is that to convince Harbaugh to come. Which is smart mm. on their end if that's the case. Right? Yeah. But my question to you is, let's, we're going to do this together. Let's rank this uh, vacancies. Quickly. Right? Um, Quickly. It's the Patriots, Char- sorry, Chargers, Raiders, Commanders, Panthers, Falcons, Seahawks, Titans. Jeez. All right, Chargers number one just because. I think, yeah, I agree with that. I think they have the QB. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Who else was? Yeah, I already lost track. Uh, <laughs> I have Seahawks, too. Yeah. For me, it's Seahawks or Falcons. I'll go with Falcons. I feel like they have more. The weapon. I think the question. They have, the, have question marks. They have the more young guns. That's yeah. what, That's what I'm trying to say here. So you know who, what coach I wanted for the Falcons? Who? Ben Johnson. Yeah. The job he did again in that game, and he has those weapons. And if they draft a QB, because by the way, did you know the report is that the rumor they they could trade the eighth overall pick for Justin Fields. Yeah, that's potential. I don't agree with I the trade though. I I, wouldn't, <laughs> I don't think I, he's worth the eight. I wouldn't pick. trade the eighth overall pick for Justin Fields. Justin Fields, but I don't hate the idea of trading for yeah. Justin Fields. But so you have Falcons too. Yeah, I I'll, just, I'll, I like I'll, I'll take guns. that. Then you have Seahawks three. Then yeah, where okay. So I think the Panthers are last. I feel like the owner. Oh yeah, their situation is so terrible. They're a lot of bad. Blood. I honestly, nah, I wasn't gonna. I, if it was like beginning of the year, I would have put the Commanders at four. But like they got rid of their pieces. Like sweat and young, yeah. So I'll, I'm not doing that. So who else? Who's so, remaining? So you have Panthers last. Yeah. Titans, Raiders, Commanders would be your f- four, five, six then. Titans, Raiders, Commanders, Commanders. Because you have Seahawks three, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would go. Yeah, I'll just keep it in that order. Raiders, Commanders. Sorry, Titans, Ta- Raiders, Commanders. Yeah. Titans, I could ar- Titans I could, are questionable too because they're losing Derrick Henry. I could argue Raiders over um, Titans for sure. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but at the same time, I feel like I feel like Will Levis has shown me something this year that you know you kind of have a idea of who your starting quarterback will be next year. Yeah. Whereas the Raiders, at the end of the day, yes, Aiden O'Connell did well for what he was thrown into, but is he really the answer? I don't know. Okay, so. It's Chargers. Even though I'm a big Aiden O'Connell fan. <laughs> so it's Chargers, uh, Falcons, Seahawks. Yeah. Um, and then you have Titans, Titans, Raiders, Raiders Commanders, Panthers, Panthers. Uh, yeah, the Commanders are a tough one just because like they have the second overall pick. As well, right? Like, so that's, and, that's and, like they have good playmakers, right? Like yeah. all around their team, like they do have some good players. They just obviously don't really have the full cast. And they got rid of some of them at the deadline as well. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll keep it there. We'll talk more about the coaches. Maybe this week, next week. We'll see. Probably next week. Probably yeah. next week. Um, moving on though. We are, speaking a of the commanders. Lot. We got a lot left. So. Yeah, we got a lot. <laughs> the C, uh, speaking of the commanders, they hired their GM, and which is the first step usually your teams got to do. It's San Francisco assistant general manager Adam Peters, according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, He'll be tasked with determining the structure of the leadership team to work alongside him, which includes the fate of Washington GM, uh, who was Washington's GM or whatever. Uh, smart move. 49ers GM, uh, assistant GM. Obviously, you already know how well 49ers are constructed as a team. So that's obviously a good sign. Two, um, Ed Dodds is still available, so he could come back to the Colts. Raiders. <laughs> huh? Raiders. I know Raiders are heavy Steve on him. Steve Wilkes could be a coach there, too, so who knows? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, 
a Niners assistant head coach, uh, GM. You can't go wrong with yeah. that. <laughs> um, let's go all pros and you want to go college news quickly. Just quickly go all pros, yeah. All pros are announced, so we'll quickly list it. Well, I'm not going to list all of them. We'll okay. list like the main points. Main point number one, Puka Nukua got in. Good. Just <laughs> shout or not? Bad. <laughs> so who's Ro- Oroy now? <laughs> I don't know. But they, they always mix it, mix it up. Like Antoine Winfield's okay, all pro Pro Bowl is more of a popularity yeah. shit, right? Yeah, right? Like, so like... It's, like, for it's, me, it's not the same. For me, a snub is obviously I'm not being biased here. It's Quentin else. Right? Like he missed out a second team by one point. Yeah, right. I, I believe so. But for me, it's like Nakua got in. Who as are the two quarterbacks in the AFC? It's Lamar and who's the second quarterback? Is it Josh Allen? Second <laughs> team. Uh, uh, no, it's this is overall NFL. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my bad. My bad. Yeah, it's Doc. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh. <laughs> especially okay. So essentially, Lamar, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Hughes, George Kittle, C.D. Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross, St. Brown, who was snubbed from the Pro Bowl, right? So another one that to your point, like, yeah. Uh, and then it's like Trent Williams, Joe Thune, Jason Kelsey, Zach Martin, Penny Sewell to round up the offense. Defensively, it's Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, Chris Jones, Aaron Donald, Fred Warner, Roquan Smith, Quincy Williams, Sauce Garner, Deron Bland. Trent McDuffie, Kyle Hamilton, Antoine Winfield got first. Yeah. Which is crazy because That's crazy. Pro Bowl Anfield, and Winfield missed it and then obviously Amin Ra missed it, right? We also said we so won't list it but we, we don't just well list now. it down. Yeah. Second team, I'm not going to talk about special teams. Uh, second team offense, do you agree with Dak? Four players, anyways. Do you agree with Dak? Huh? Do you agree with yeah, Dak? Yeah, I mean, guy? I can't hate it. I can't hate it. That's guaranteed. Right? If playoffs are not in effect, I can't hate it. Yeah. Uh, the receivers were AJ Brown, Mike Evans, Ty, Brandon Ayuk, and Puka Nakua. Wow. So they had four receivers for that. Yeah. And then uh, both the Smiths on the O line with Frank Ragnall, Chris Lidstrom, and Lane Johnson. Defensively, Max Crosby, second team, Micah Parsons, second team, uh, Matabuke, Dexter Lawrence, Patrick Queen, Demario Davis, Bobby Wagner, still made it. Zaire got robbed. Uh, Jalen Johnson, Traverius Ward, Taryn Johnson, Jesse Bates, and Justin Simmons. Yeah, so that's your NFL or pros. Let's move on to some college news. Okay, college news is big as well because... Uh, the number one quarterback. No, not even that one. I went to the coaching side, which oh. is still bigger news. Well, I think, that, yeah, obviously that's big news. That's big news. We'll start right like, there. Nick Saban. The GOAT himself retired. We already talked about oh, that we last week. Yeah, we did mention that, yeah. No, but I'm saying his replacement is already announced. Oh, yeah, that is big That's news. That's big news. Yeah. Again, if we're talking about Belichick being replaced, we have to talk about Saban. Uh, Alabama ends up hiring Kalen DeBoer, who was Washington Huskies coach. National championship finalist, or national finalist, what do you, how do you want to call it? Yeah. Uh, the yeah. players said they were blindsided by this. Washington's um, players. Obviously, when yeah. especially when you're coming off that good of a year. Yeah. Uh, I would be a bunch too. Of people in the draft, though I heard, but oh yeah, <laughs> because like this year, <laughs> especially like look what the season they had. Yeah, so but yeah, no. If you talk about like Kalen DeBoer, like deserved, is deserved. Pressure's on. Pressure is on, yeah, yeah. but it is deserved. Like he had an incredible year, but Alabama was Saban's team. Can you make it a DeBoer's team now? Yeah, that's so the thing. We again, college football is a sport that we got into the league or sport, or however you want to say. We got into a lot later, but we know the legacy of uh, Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. To the point where I saw a comment where Nick Saban and uh, um, Bill Belichick just start a podcast together and just talk about stuff because they don't give a shit anyways, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is hilarious just to see their they're insights. Just, they're just the most similar 
Yeah, because they they were People, coaches yeah. together in. Um, like they, they're obviously they're co- they're coaches. Yeah, not even that. I'm probably like just how they are. They're yeah. both the goats in their perspective. Yeah. Leagues, right? And they're both just like, you know, shit the media. <laughs> okay, let's get into the the players of college football. Number one news. The number one quarterback. Yeah, I can say it now. Yeah. Is going to the NFL in uh, Caleb Williams. Projected number one overall pick. We'll talk about it more later. Not surprised. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum. Well, I'm surprised. Man wanted ownership stake for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Allegedly. Yeah, no, allegedly. But yeah. Uh, Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy, national champions are officially declaring as well. Along with Marvin Harrison Jr. Probably could be the best player of this draft. Can be, yeah, for sure. And however, Quinn Ewers is going back. Yeah, I think that was already mentioned before but this, it was official yeah now. um yeah i mean quorum mccarthy what a perfect time to go you guys just call me your national champions why wouldn't you go yeah <laughs> and uh and uh, marvin harrison jr is just time same with killer williams it's just time for you to go okay let's move on that's enough football for today uh mlb uh got news so let's get off started with the the some signings signings Marcus Stroman snake the Blue Jays <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I know I know he didn't but Marcus Stroman Marcus Stroman Marcus Stroman is now a New York Yankee they added another pitcher uh, this is I guess after missing out on Yamamoto they were gonna get a pitcher and uh, it's Marcus Stroman coming off a good year himself two years thirty seven million and uh, and then the next one. The next one is another... Kind of surprising. Yeah, it is surprising for me. Um, Giants ended up getting Jordan Hicks, who's a reliever, who I wanted back for the Blue Jays, on a four-year, $44 million deal. However, according to Jeff Passan of ESPN, the catch is he's expected to start for the Giants. Yeah, and uh, Jordan Hicks is a former starter, moved to the bullpen because he struggled as a starter. But when he became a bullpen guy, he was good. Uh, In St. Louis, he had a good year spit with the Blue Jays and uh, yeah it's a big move by the Giants we'll see if it pays off obviously Hicks you you would love to have a 100 mile per hour guy come out of your bullpen yeah and uh, it's gonna be I just don't really see it's a command issues right yeah I don't really see 100 mile per hour people just pitch six innings like at the same like can can he go 100 mile per hour or that high velocity because that's what he's known for yeah or six innings might be a tank for all we know. <laughs> I feel like he might be going back. Yeah, the they'll probably start it out just to see, and then yeah, or, it be, or it's I'm not saying or it's bullpen days, and he'll probably pitch two innings, three innings, and be labeled as a yeah. He's gotta be he's gotta be slowly. The problem is he's not gonna be up for wins though, right? He's gotta be slowly, you know, reverted back in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Okay. The next big news is the arbitration cases. So let's yes. start off with the big news. New record, which beats Shohei Otani's record of one year, thirty million last year. Juan Soto and the Yankees avoid arbitration with a record deal of one year and $31 million. So that's the largest one-year deal ever to an arbitration eligible player. Juan Soto will be a free agent this year, which is weird to say. So after this coming, um, after this uh, year. So that's that. But there are 22 players facing hearing. Those players include Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Luis Arise, Alec Bohm, and Adolis Garcia are some of these names that are included for our uh, batting average. Eligible. King Luis Arise is no conversation. Yeah. Obviously, what 
Adoles Garcia just did in the playoffs was incredible. Yeah. And uh, uh Vladi and uh, we, already, we already know the situation of Vladi. Yeah. And he's coming off a bad His year. His brother, half brother, signed with the Mets. Yeah. Internationally, 16 year old. Well, why don't you sign with the Blue Jays? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll see how this goes. Those are the big. Those are some big names that are still. That's eligible. huge. It's huge names. <laughs> that yeah. is for sure. Um. Okay. So that's it for baseball. We'll move on to some soccer news. Uh, off the bat, Eric Dyer is joining Harry Kane. Yeah, he missed him so much. He just wanted to speak German and go to Bayern Munich. But the biggest news we have to talk about, once again, we have to talk about it, is the fair f- financial fair play rules. Everton will get hit harder again. Who got deducted 10 points already, came out of the 10-point deduction, could arguably be a 10th place team right now. Um, uh, right now, at the standings, they would be like around... 10, 12 in that range. If they had their 10 points still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Everton could like face I be another costly punishment for breaking Premier League's financial rules. The competition said Monday that Everton and Nottingham Forest were being referred to an independent commission for breaching its profitability and sustainability regulations. So apparently the league's rules allow clubs to lose a maximum of £105 million, um, $133 million over a three-year period of or face sanctions. So, again, I'm not going to get into it. You guys can read into it. Problem, again, is, um, well, one, Newcastle's also broke, apparently. <laughs> like, so for some reason, they have to sell players to do something, which is weird. Yeah, I saw that. So, I was like, which confuses, hell? again, it's making the whole city thing confusing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> we have to bring it up. I, 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 I know, know it's a repetitive thing. We have to bring it up again. I know. <laughs> But, like, like, numbers and shit, you know, cities are over the numbers. How the hell are Everton? 115 breaches. How, how the hell are if, Everton if, um, are over the numbers? I don't get it. If Newcastle's facing that, how the hell is that? I don't know what the Saudi hell Nottingham did. That. Like, what the hell did they do? I don't know. Like, what, 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 is, what is going on? Business right? people let us know. Because uh, look into this story, sports business people. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like, what can I say? Nottingham and Everton are getting punished. Yeah. And Man City, Man City. Was it the year that Nottingham went nuts with the signings? Remember Jesse Lingard and everybody? Probably, man. At this rate, what the hell is Chelsea doing? <laughs> yeah, it is. Forest Charge comes after a 2022-2023 season. It's first year back in the Premier League after a 23-year absence. When the club made an unprecedented 21 off-season signings at $160 million. <laughs> what, is, what is fair play? It also spent heavily in championship. Chelsea, like... Spend a billion dollars. What's the issue? I think with they're that? in talks too right yeah. now. So like, we'll like, see. what's the issue? Like, they spent 160 million. Yeah. We spent Man United spent 160 million on one player. <laughs> that just does not decide to show up on games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it for the soccer talk. We're gonna go. Th- we're gonna r- rip through some of these. Uh, cause NHL, NBA, we do have some stuff to talk about. But quick fire off the bat, Ankaleev first UFC fight night of the year, I believe. KOs Johnny Walker after the whole controversial issue that happened. Uh, a couple of months ago, I think there was some controversy in this one, but he's officially uh, KO'd uh, Johnny Walker. He is a middleweight or a light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. I think light heavyweight. So the thing with him is now I think he should get the title shot. He's number one contender. He should be. Um, we don't know what's happening. Well, Yuri lost. We already know that, and he's fighting someone else. And we don't know what's happening with Jamal Hill yet. He's coming off an injury so, so we have to wait till see that so he should he should get his title jamal shot. hill's coming off a serious injury so at the end yeah. of the day like he's oh uh, yeah no it's uncle else that's for sure yeah uh big boxing news though so the card is complete for joshua and nagano but 
it's not as good as the Wilder and that card was Parker. But Joseph Parker is back in that same uh, in this card, taking on WBO interim champion Zhele Zhang. Yeah. So he's so this back. card is, is not gonna have Bivol. Bivol, who by the way, um, should be fighting that guy Artem Beatriev, Be- yeah. Tibriev, which by the way is Canadian. That fight happened in Canada, by the way. We just were at home to watch it. Yeah. But he's Russian Canadian and lives in Montreal. And the fight happened in Montreal, I believe. Wow. So it's crazy. crazy. Um, but yeah, so Jaylee Zhang is going to be on the co-main event against Joseph Parker. Jaylee Zhang, when I first saw him fight, I mean, this guy could last 12 rounds. <laughs> and then obviously he had two upset wins against Joe Joyce, which is crazy. So we'll see how this, this one should be a good fight. Those two fights should be good. Um, okay, so that's that's the combat side of things. UFC is this weekend. There's one more news. Yeah. Lomachenko. Oh, yeah. Kambosas. So. Is official. Is uh-huh. official. Former champions. Obviously, Lomachenko losing to Teofimo Lopez, who lost to George Kambosas. So, um, and then the Devin Haney factor. Who both well. lost to Devin Haney. Yeah, who both, one of them by controversy. Yeah. But, yeah, there's, they'll be fighting sometime in the year in, in Australia. So, yeah, so we already got some good fights announced. Um... Yeah, that's that's yeah, it now. UFC is this weekend. We'll talk about that on on uh, Thursday. Let's get into NHL and let's get into the All Stars are completed. The All Star game is this month. Your coaches are Rick Bonus, Jim Montgomery. Sorry, wait. Yeah, Jim Montgomery, Peter Laviolette, and Rick Talkin. All deserved. All deserved. All deserved. Yeah, yeah. Well, nothing much to say. <laughs> All deserved. <laughs> Um, I guess I guess they were the top of the division. I think that's the main reason. That's why. also me, yeah. So that that's what helps. But yeah, talk it, coach it. The your favorite Jack Adams favorite right now. Obviously, well deserved by them. Who Canucks by the way had a 10 a.m. game, which was the weirdest thing ever on a weekday. Lost a shootout. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was end of the road trip, and they yeah. had their travel things were messed. That was terrible. Of the snow because they were in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So th- that's the coaches side of things. Now the weird this the one. Her team thing was already announced. Again, we don't need to talk about why that's bullshit. But the rest of the roster was announced. And it was filled with Canucks and the Leafs. Now, the Leafs also make sense because it's in Toronto. But William Nylander, Mitch Marner, Morgan Riley are the Leafs. The Canucks are, along with Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, Thatcher Demko. We have five Canucks in the... And you could have made an argument for Philip Hironik if you wanted to. You could have, yeah. yeah. So And then obviously on top of that you got your Macars, Dry Saddles, obvious. William that, Nylander. The people that we mentioned that, but Oh yeah, I did, sorry. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a leaf. Uh goalies is Sergei Bobrovsky, Alexander Gorgiev, and Jeremy Swayman. There will be injury replacements because um Jack Hughes is I think still hurt and uh, Connor Bedard. But again, our Timmy Panera not getting in bullshit. That's BS. Simple as that. It's BS. So we don't, we're not going to get too much into it, but uh, I think the, they need to fix it up. No way San Jose deserves an all-star this year. Exactly. And Anaheim and all these guys. So, yeah, so Columbus. Yeah. And speaking of Columbus, Alice Mers Lincolns, their goaltender, so, is on the trade block. Yeah, so apparently they mutually agreed to do it. Was a we- it was the weirdest media thing ever. Like one of them is saying that he requested a trade. He's saying that it was a mutual thing. Uh, he was getting sent down because he was bad. Not him, but like another player was bad. I don't know. Columbus has been a mess. Been disappointing once again. But, yeah, so you potentially goalie on the market. But the problem is goalies don't usually work out for playoff teams sometimes. And we've seen that with Fleury and Minnesota. But Edmonton, Toronto are the two teams that come on the top of their head. Oh, yeah, 100%. And uh, LA. 
And Merzlinkens is a decent decent goalie. Yeah. He's like the Corpus Allo level, in my opinion. And uh, I'm not saying what Corpus Allo did with the Kings last year in the playoffs. I'm not saying he might be at the same level. He might be, might not be. But when you're the Oilers and the, the Leafs, you got to take that chance. Yeah. Um, another thing we need to talk about is, well, we'll speak of the Kings first. The Kings won today. By they the won, so they ended their losing streak. But, but they fell off. Yeah, <laughs> for a bit. Edmonton will probably take the third seed, the way it looks like, right? They're still on their ten-game win streak, but you, like you said, at the beginning of the year, we're saying, "Oh, how, why aren't the Kings being talked about enough? Why aren't they doing this?" Why? And uh, yeah, that 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 did not last long at all. The Kings are back to earth. Um, eight-game losing streak. Eight-game losing streak snapped when they beat Carolina Hurricanes on their most recent outing. It is. I'm not going to say they lost the trade because it's too oh, early to tell. It's too early to tell, oh, right? Oh, yeah, currently, they're it's losing the trade. Currently, obviously, they're losing the trade. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's way too early to tell. And at the same time, teams go on bad runs, right? Now, they finally got that one win. How are they going to bounce back? The problem is Pierre-Luc Dubois' stats are eight goals, nine assists, 17 points in 39 games. You gave up three quality role players for him. And I, I was hesitant of again. This is the first, and you give him a hefty contract. Pierre Luc Dubois has always been that player that has been up and down as a yeah, hundred percent, yeah. Right, and I said that I'm not a fan of this trader because of that. Because Pierre Luc Dubois, in my opinion, has not shown. And I hate using the word overrated, but I think he's overrated at this point. Yeah, in general, like he he requested out two different spots, right? And um, it's not like he carried those teams to do anything. He didn't, mm-hmm. right? So at the end of the day, like I don't think. Like he's not he's supposed to make like the, the okay. contract you you're, gave him you're, you're supposed not to elevate the team you're not further. you're not dead. Yeah. The Kings, right? Like you're still you've shown so much, especially in the beginning. Right? But at the same time, there is genuine cause for concern right now. Because I'm gonna pull Kings. up the stats of the Winnipeg guys right now. And uh the main ones are Velardi and I follow. Velardi has nineteen points in twenty four games. I follow has seventeen points in forty two games. But those are not also their roles. That's they're doing what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Right. And th- the thing with Winnipeg, right, is they needed depth. Yeah. These are perfect depth players. Yeah, because and to your point, you, they figured out their contract situations. Shifley's having a great year. A goal. Like, Halibuck's having a great year. Game. Halibuck's having a great year. Ealers is doing well. Morrissey's back in the Norrissey well, conversation. Jets are like first place in the league. Yeah. <laughs> like so they're doing more than check well. Check out our rankings. We dropped them as yeah, well. Yeah, they're doing excellent, but, bro. Like the Jets are killing but it. But when you look at this trade and you're seeing that from a team that no one thought the Jets were going to be that good and the people thought the Kings were going to be good and you give up quality pieces for Pierre-Luc Dubois who ain't living to that bill. At the moment. At the moment, Because sure. he is a volatile player. Yeah. Uh, he's up there. But the problem is you he's give down the money there. like he's the top guy. Yeah. And that's the thing. But it happens like, you know, players like this, you know, I would say Goudreau's in the same boat. Like, Goudreau's been very up and down in his career. And then obviously he had a couple of recent up years and got paid. The difference is, yeah, you gave up pieces for... That, that's, that's true as well. Because the Kings were good without him last year already. Yeah. That and you gave bad. up wait, those two, three pieces that helped you become that good. And instead of using that money on a goalie, you paid this guy. And you gave up those pieces. That's what's concerning right now. Yeah, uh, I'm on the camp towel boat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay, last thing is the trade deadline again approaching in a couple, uh, about six to eight weeks, I believe. Um, 
the big name that's rumored, which I don't think will happen, but it's being heavily linked because he's a the biggest UFA, I think, this year, if I'm not mistaken. But it is Jake Gensel. Jake Gensel is a stud. Yes, he is in his entering his thirties now. But, but still a stud. <laughs> he is still a stud. One of the reasons and why Pittsburgh won the cup that year, the second oh, one. Yeah, the second for one. For sure. And uh Gensel obviously with being on a Pittsburgh team this year that's looking to make the playoffs. It he, is going to be tough. Leading points. It is going to be tough to say, like, you know, is he going to be on the trade block? Like, are Pittsburgh going to get rid of him? We have no official idea of that. But at the same time, the way that Pittsburgh have been playing, there is a possibility that Gensel could be your number one trade t- target. Yeah. Number so one on the Pittsburgh's trade board. Pittsburgh's been killing it, but the problem is now, now Pittsburgh's been killing it, to be, to be exact, because they were struggling at the beginning. And now they're one. They have games in hand, and they're like one point out of a wild card spot from the division. They're still a couple. They're like five points out or whatever it is. The problem with Pittsburgh is you're old, like you said. So what do you have? Anything to lose? You 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 have Crosby, you have Malkin, you have Latang, you added Eric Carlson. I know it's gonna be tough to pay this guy next year because of all those contracts, and you have Crosby due again. But if you're going to trade Crosby's line mate in the middle of the year, what does a message say to Crosby? Because you're the reason why you made the Eric Carlson trade is to go for a cup run this year. And you also paid Christian George. Yeah, that's true. Um, Gensel will be tough to repay. Yeah, there's no point. If I'm looking at Pittsburgh's perspective, there's no point, right? Like Especially you, that you're you there. Made, yeah, you made all these moves. It's not even that you're there. I'm just saying yeah. you just made all these moves to compete. And uh, that's what you're supposed to do. That's your aim for this year might as well you know try to get reach your target reach your goals the problem though is sorry about the problem the team that is linked is the vancouver canucks because of the ties with pittsburgh oh yeah we already know that and listen we don't know what's happening with elias Pettersson. if it means that we have to tr- like outside of the karamaki and willander if it means we have to trade one of our ahl top ahl guys Except for our street bands. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's an all-star, by the way, in the AHL. But, yeah, that's, that one's more biased, though. But if we if we have to throw him in, we have to throw him in. But in, just in general, like, if it's like Atu Ratu <laughs> pick packaged with, like, Kuzmenko, Hoaglander, I'm fine with it. Because you, you have to show that you team could potentially win it this year. Hey, man. how good it is. Like, this road trip was insane. It was an insane road trip. It was crazy, like. You start off with a loss against the Blues, and then after that, you're like, I don't you know. You put a lot of line together. I don't know how to lose. <laughs> you <laughs> put a lot of line together, and you went nuts. And the depth pieces helped. So Five-game win streak, six-game point still, streak. But you still need the depth there. That's why Gensel makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it depends on the price of the rental. That's all i got to say for that, because I don't think we're going to be able to pay him, obviously. But if it means we get a cup, who cares, right? Mr. Kawhi Leonard wearing the shirt. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> if we win the cup, I don't care yeah. what you guys do. But, you know, I think the Canucks are making moves there. Obviously, other teams that need scoring. You know, it could be Winnipeg, for all we know. Uh, whoever else. Um, you go with him, right? Uh, he's a stud, like you said. He's a winger. Yeah, he might get paid a lot. Is it going to be worth it in the long term? doesn't matter. Hey, man. If you want a cop, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nothing matters. Um, all right, NBA. The big news right now is your boy Darko Ryokovic from that rant ended up getting a $25,000 fine. The most respectful rant ever. <laughs> and you find the man. Uh, but at the same time, am I surprised? No. But 25 k 
I expect every single coach to be doing that. <laughs> what dark coaches did. Uh, did you not see what happened with Mike Brown? Yeah, Mike Brown legit freaking did a film session in the media <laughs> yeah. press conference of like, <laughs> so I don't get it. Um, why are you finding the people that are speaking the truth, right? Yeah. And Darko didn't say anything wrong. He just said what happened in the game. His his job as a head coach and being in the media is to say is to give his thoughts of what, how he thought the game went. Yeah. That's how he thought the game went, and everyone agrees with him. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> it's the same guy that Fred called out. So, <laughs> yeah, like Fred just straight up went to the point like True. this guy was effing terrible. This guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. effing sucks. But at the end of the day, it's the same like, guy. Like Fred, yes, it's the same guy. But Fred did it in a more like attacking way. Yeah, like screw you, Ben Taylor. Yeah. Whereas Dark was like, what the hell? <laughs> like yeah. what? Like what? What the he hell was is going on? Referees out as a whole, because he was saying he was referencing the year. Yeah, the whole year, right? But. Yeah, so we ended up getting 25000 That happened, obviously, a couple of days ago. Um, I probably expect the same from Mike Brown, in a way. So we'll see. But the Detroit Pistons Find snapped the their losing streak. Yeah. Again, <laughs> but not as big, obviously. But they made, before they snapped it, they made a trade. Uh, they're trading away Marvin Bagley, the third, and Isaiah Livers to Washington in return for Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala. So they went depth. Uh, I said, Detroit's players. making the playoffs, guys. And they're also re- uh, sending 2025 and 2026 second round picks, which makes no sense to me. They're making the playoffs. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless Det- if Detroit shits the bed the next two years, you're good. We don't know if these are Detroit's picks. Um, from what I, I don't know. But they're all, they were obviously linked to Pascal Siakam and uh, Laurie Mark, and I think, and Jeremy Grant. Because, yeah, like these names like that just, you know, you, they need to make business. They're just really bad. To yeah, like. they need to make business. But... But yeah, um, so that's the trade. We're not breaking it down. It's Pistons. They won a game. They won a game. So they're undefeated with the trade. But yeah, let's move on to All Star. Yeah, All Star voting. Uh, second round of votes are in, and uh, I need to find it still. But uh, LeBron is still leading the way. Is LeBron and Giannis still? Giannis still leading the way there. Let's quickly try to find. Oh, I don't know. I didn't save this one. Okay, we'll come back to that. But. I do want to talk about oh so the end season tournament while you look for that yeah is uh, they're bringing it back but there will be tweaks I don't know what the tweaks are though yeah, yeah. um well at the end of the day I, I I'm not I'm not against that at all like it worked out it worked out to an extent at the end of the day right like games work there's some games that were more competitive oh, I, I found it um yeah so that's the end season tournament yeah talk. so it's sh- it's gonna be back next year um it might be a curse because like you're shit ever since but. We did beat OKC, though, which is good. But LeBron and uh, Giannis are leading the ways. But in the second returns, it's LeBron, uh, Jokic, Durant, top three. The surprise there, not really, though, but I think it's deserved, is Alperin Sengun. Alperin Sengun. He's getting the votes, which I'm happy to see. Yeah, he he may not be a starter out of it, but that's a good case for an all-star nod. From the guard side, Luka and Steph are still leading it. Again, Canadians... Get Shea elevated. Shea should get in. Shea should get in, but no surprise there. John Morant will obviously fall out again. Oh, he's not. Because yeah. he's out. By the way, that Grizzlies team is decimated with injuries again. They're done. Desmond yeah. Bain, Marcus Smart. They're, they're done. They're yeah. done. <laughs> uh, east side, it is... Giannis. Yeah, I mean... It's the same, right? It's the same. Nothing crazy here. It's Julius like Randle's in there. It's the usual, right? Yeah. You got the Giannis, the Tatum, the Embiid. And then what else? It's what else? Halliburton, really need? Trey Young second, so he's he's jumped, but obviously we don't know if he'll get in. 
I'll see how Dame, Dame's right on his ass. Halliburton's so also Mitchell. injured, so that's open, yeah. that's opening up that spot as Maxie, well. Maxi, Derek White, Jalen Brunson, Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball's in there. Lamelo Ball, respect. <laughs> okay, so those are the votings. I think I don't know how long they're still. Um, go- oh no, the starters will be unveiled on the twenty fifth, and the reserves will be selected by NBA head coaches on February first. Indy hosts the All Star this year. Um. Okay, and the last thing I want to talk about is one team in specific. It's the Golden State Warriors for a couple of reasons. Number one, Draymond Green's back. He played today, but they ended up losing two of those. The Grizzlies? Jeez. So that's that's crazy. (laughs) But no, the Warriors are in a lot of talk here. And the reason is because... They're out of a play on play in spot right now, Dumb and the Lakers. I do anticipate both them and the Lakers get in over um, Houston and Utah, who, by the way, Utah have been killing it. They've been on a heater, They've yeah. They've been on a heater. But, like last year, I feel like they'll fall off eventually. But here's my thing with the Warriors before I talk about the rumors from Shams. You have Steph Curry, who's still killing it. Yeah. Yes, he's been awful from shooting from time to time this year. Because he's had two games with zero three-pointers, which we haven't seen Steph Curry do even once in a year. It's wild. So that outside of that, but the team is completely underperforming. I'm not saying you fire Steve Kerr because that's not a coach you fire necessarily. You might have to do the whole mutual route if you need to. Problem is, you can't take away this window. You already messed up by not trading those picks away. Like, remember how I said with OKC, he needs to make those tra- uh, picks away yeah. and use this window with Shea and all these guys and kill it? The Warriors easily could have done that with the second and um, with the second overall pick, which was James Wiseman. In hindsight, did not work out, even though I thought that was the right pick at the time. Um, and then obviously the Kuminga and Moody. Moses Moody because of the D'Angelo Russell trade as well. Instead of packaging them, they kept them and they ended up winning a championship for sure. I'm not saying that at all. They did get one. But the problem is your team is still good enough with Steph Curry and you need to, you, you can win more easily. They, they they have been disappointing. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, because like one yeah. of their players is literally a WWE wrestler, and yeah. Clay Thompson hasn't been crazy. Exactly. Um, Andrew Wiggins hasn't been good either. You, yeah, it's just more of like, it might just be old age. Yeah. So it that, just, it just but might my point be, is... It just Steph, might be their time is up. But Steph is still balling. Right? Yeah. And NBA is a sport where if you have like a duo... And then you have decent role pieces. Yeah, like NBA is a sport where like you could carry. Yeah, and Steph like, can you can't do that. carry it. Like a quarterback could carry in football. Yeah, whatever defense is giving up the points every single time. Yeah, you can't win. Exactly. A pitcher could carry in baseball. But if the hitter is not. But hitting. if the hitter's not hitting, you cannot make one mistake as yeah. a pitcher. So with the Warriors, you need to. Uh, I understand, like Kuminga and Moody are not in. They're in trade packages or whatever the case is. You need to. Pascal Siakam, Laurie Markkinen. And whoever else could be available, you gotta make the move to help the Warriors win. And you can. And I'm right? saying this as a Laker fan. Yeah, you can make these moves. Like these are good players, right? Siakam's been performing well this year. Markin has been performing well, and uh, they could just help round out your team better. And you know, change of scenery or a change of a team dynamic could help the players that are performing bad perform well. So their mindset is everyone but Steph Curry is now available for trade. Fans of three. Uh, young core pieces, which is Kuminga, Podziemski, and Trace Jackson Davis, who's been doing well. Moses Moody was not mentioned, which is a little surprising. Um, they won't take back any long-term money in a trade, which is DeJounte Murray and Zach Levine. And Zach Levine's market is dead. 
Like, yeah, that's crazy. It's not because he has the contract. Yeah. And defensively, he ain't the greatest, right? He isn't, yeah. He's just pure Pascal offensive. Siakam could be their top target for obvious reasons. And then there's no sign of a new deal coming for Steve Kerr right now, who is in the final year of his hey deal. Hey, man. So, which means he's not getting fired. We are seeing eras end. We've seen his next yes. Saban era end. We're seeing a Belichick era end. We're about to see the Warriors era end. But my point is, again, like I think the Warriors need to go after Pascal Siakam or a Laurie Markkinen and try to get a big, because a big that worked as good as Kevin Looney has been for them, they had JaVale McGee, they had Andrew Bogut. Big guys rebound, and also Petrulia. Uh, big guys that rim protect and just give the ball to the guys and they move, right? DeJounte Murray is a good fit for this team, in my opinion. But the problem is Atlanta's asking for two first-round picks. And you're going to have to take all that money. That money, but I think DeJounte Murray is a perfect fit for this Warrior team. Yeah, because well, Steph could play on the ball and off the ball very well. We yeah, he can, this, he can. Right? So I think a lineup of like, if they end up keeping Dre and Clay, Steph, Clay, DeJounte, Dre, and Pascal to start, but get a big for sure. So you can make adjustments, especially teams like Minnesota, teams like LA, and both LA teams, etc. Right? Then this team is back to business, but they need to make moves. Because you can't waste a Steph Curry window. Because eventually Steph Curry could be a just a shooter, but right now he ain't just a shooter. I know Steph's the Steph. The Steph is still Steph. He's still Steph the superstar. Steph. Yeah, right. Like. Right. But like you said, old age could come in and could dwindle on his knees, and injuries could start happening, and he just might have to be a, like his brother, a spot up shooter, right? Right now that ain't the case. Take maximum. Um, yeah, this is your last chance, right? Do yeah. what do what the Penguins did. <laughs> yeah. Right. Get like try to. You've uh, won the championship once. You yeah. clearly could do it again. You can, and uh, and the West is wide open in a sense if you become competitive. And honestly, this is your last window of opportunity with these guys. So yeah, that's my just rant, mini rant slash. Yeah, Warriors. Um, Warriors. Unfortunately, yeah, you are the Patriots, and your time is coming to an end. <laughs> so you're saying they're not gonna make any moves? No, I'm saying if they do, like they, I'm saying that's the reason why they should as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Okay, so we'll cap it there. Big episode, a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. Obviously, a reminder: next episode will also be coming out on Tuesday. Or sorry, the fo- uh, this, uh, the next the one week after. episode. Yeah, will be coming out on Tuesday because of the I think the schedule is out for this uh, the um, divisional round, right? It's a divisional round. Yeah, it yeah. is. And it's on a Sunday afternoon, which means we're not gonna be able to record after because we have our own soccer game, and you have your two games that day. But honestly, I might miss that game to watch the Bills and Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to uh, watch that game. As always, <laughs> make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate everybody for watching. Thank you for the support. Recently, we jumped up to 321 subscribers. We're almost there of becoming a YouTube partner. We're yeah. getting there slowly and slowly. And it all thanks to you guys. Make sure you guys check out the Jasmine podcast. It was uh, it was really fun to film. She's a cool person. Uh, check out her work. Check out what she kind of women's soccer team just check them out yeah <laughs> simple as that um make sure you oh shout out to peter galindo once again congratulations shout out to greg washinsky he had a daughter yeah so shout out to yeah, him shout as out well. to all our guests so shout out to our guests that we've had we appreciate all you guys uh, make sure you guys like comment and subscribe follow all our socials link down below download the podcast on audio platforms rate and review it and other than that we'll catch you guys in the next one peace, peace.